0: And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Hey, what's up, my friend, Michael Anthony, author, speaker, coach, and advocate for adult survivors of childhood trauma. Today, I'm going to talk to you about depression. Depression is something that impacts, to be honest with you, I think everyone. I don't know anyone who hasn't had a bout of depression, especially not within the context of the last 16, 18 months, you know, and for me, depression is unfortunately one of those all too familiar friends. And I remember being seven years old the first time I really understood depression, which I think is incredibly young to have this kind of understanding, but also coming from the scope of trauma. I think a lot of children have that same experience and understanding. I remember one time I go to the therapist office I had a therapist at seven years old has had a lot of really traumatic things happen you guys know my past and if you don't go listen episode one and what happened in that therapy that day is that I was asked, like, am I sad? Am I unhappy? Do I do I ever feel like it's cloudy when it's bright outside? And I was like, yeah, of course. Isn't, isn't my thought was also, isn't that how all people feel? Isn't this normal? I mean, I go home to violence. I go home to, you know, no electricity, no running water. Isn't that normal that people are going to be depressed? And fast forward pretty much the next 20 years of my life, And one day it kind of hit me. I was like, oh, shit, I'm pretty sure I've been depressed since I was like seven years old. And you see, at that point in time, I was in this weird place in my life because I was transitioning into trying to become the person that I am today. And while I'm still not there entirely, I'm still always doing the work. I was in this place where I was getting serious about therapy and coaching and mentorship and reading the books and doing all the work. And yet I still felt this overwhelming sense of dread, of sadness, of not wanting to get myself out of bed in the morning. And I recognized like these moments in time where I would be in bed 9, 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. I'd be high all day. I'd just play video games. I'd watch TV. I wouldn't really be a productive human being. And of course, within that scope, I found myself overweight, smoking two packs a day, drinking myself to sleep, the whole nine. When I was 27, and I'm in this moment of like trying to go through this journey and and getting serious about it, I decided to go back to therapy. And it was the first time that I'd been in therapy in a couple of years. And the first time that I'd said, I'm going to take therapy seriously this time. It was really the first time I ever put real effort to it. And I'd started doing yoga and I was going to the gym and I was trying to eat better and and do the things to take care of myself because I was trying to find a solution for why every single day I hated my life. And I think about being 25 years old in the night on my 25th birthday, putting a gun in my mouth and, and like looking at that and being like, why would I do that? And it and it was because I seriously was just done I was tired of the feelings, I was tired of the sadness, I was tired of the pain, I was tired of the not showing up for myself every day, I was tired of everything that I was. to the free event, watch it live with us this December. It'll be myself speaking along with amazing human beings like Anthony Trucks, Jamie Bronstein, Leslie Logan, and a special interview that I'm doing with Dr. Gabor Mate that has never before been released. So come and join us, myunbrokenlife.com. All you have to do is put in your email. We'll send you over the registration. You'll be able to come and join us, watch live. And then if you want access to the recordings or more information there for you to keep them forever. But in the meantime, go sign up, block it off on your calendar. This is going to be a transformational experience that you do not want to miss. Head over to myunbrokenlife.com to register for free. Until next time, be unbroken. And I think, unfortunately, that's the truth for so many people. And so I found myself sitting and having conversation with this therapist. And we had a conversation. And he says, you know, I, I think you're battling and you're dealing with depression. And I go, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's probably exactly what it is. So how do we fix this? What do we do about it? And he said, well, you take these prescriptions and then come in here and, you know, that's what we'll do. And so I go to the doctor, he can't recommend it, he's a therapist, not a not a doctor, he can't prescribe it. He says, well, go to your doctor and talk about options. So I go to the doctor, talk about my options, and the doctor's like, take this and this. I'm like, wait, you want me to take two prescription drugs? Now, one of the things that you have to understand about my past also is I watched prescription drugs tear my family apart. I I, I mean, when you talk about the prescription drug epidemic in America, i am like my family comes from that i watched it destroy my mother i watched it destroy my grandmother you know i saw it destroy my neighborhood and my community i i'm not a proponent for prescription drugs and so at 27 like trying to like understand that it was this really difficult it was this really difficult thing to to process because i could see the validity in attempting to take these prescriptions, right? They're they're a support. They can be a beautiful support mechanism for people who need them. And then I put myself in this position of asking myself, okay, if I don't take the medicine, how do I fix what's going on? How do I solve this problem? And at that time, at that time, at 27 years old, I did not take it. I did not take the drugs. I got the prescription. I went to the pharmacy and they filled it and they never came and got it. For two reasons. One, I was honestly terrified. I was petrified of the idea that I would have to take prescription drugs because I just saw how addictive they were. I saw how they took from people. And then the other side of it, I just felt like inherently something in me said, if you are willing to keep going, somehow you'll work this out. If you're willing to keep doing the things that you're doing, somehow you'll find a way to have better days. And I wasn't looking for this like solution that was magically going to change my life. In that moment, I was just thinking about just keep going forward. So fast forward a few more years. I'm 30 years old. I'm living in Portland and and yet again, I'm faced with just crippling anxiety. Like unbelievable. Five panic attacks a day. Can't think straight. CBD's not working. All the healthy foods not working, meditation's not working, none of it's working. And so I go to the doctor again and I say, I have to have crippling anxiety. I can't, like I literally could not function. My brain was so out of whack. And they were like, okay, here's these two prescriptions, one for depression, one for anxiety. And for the first time in my life, like I started to change the narrative that I had about prescription drugs. And I said to myself, all right, this actually could be really beneficial, especially once I started understanding the science of SSRIs and the way that they can really be impactful, especially in short term sprints and so on and so forth. Now, let me be clear. I'm not a doctor. I've only ever done my own research. I'm not suggesting anything. I'm not even going to tell you what the prescriptions were. So keep that in mind. I'm not going to give you any advice on whether or not you should take prescription drugs because I don't know your life. So I found myself taking these prescriptions. And the doctor said, hey, it's going to take some time. You're going to have to take these for a, you know, a month, two months before you really start to notice a difference. And I was, at, I was at this point where I didn't know what else to do. So I said, OK, I'm going to take these for a month or two because I don't really know what else to do. And we'll see what happens. And slowly, I started taking them. And then I started feeling worse, actually. And then it got worse and worse and worse to the point where I just like could, I literally physically could not get myself out of bed. There was a period of time where for a week, I just was like ordering food, staying in bed. like. And it was weird because I'd been very much into my journey. I'd been feeling really good about where I was going. I'd been feeling really great about some of the things that were happening. I was starting to finally move towards having really difficult conversations with my therapist and my men's group and my coach around trauma abuse that I'd been through and then this brick wall. And so luckily it was at a period of time where I had not been so deeply into them that it was going to be dangerous to just pull myself off. And so I just, I broke it down. I said, all right, you're gonna do like half a pill every other day for two weeks and you're gonna be done with this. And so that was my game plan. I actually started feeling better really fast too, like super fast. And what I understood about that was, okay, that's not going to be a long-term viable solution for me. For some people it is. And other people I've met so many people who have had this same exact experience as me when it comes to prescription drugs and trying to deal with their depression and their anxiety. And so I started doing a lot more research about it. Like, what can I really do? And nothing really pointed me in a direction that I felt like made sense because I was doing so I was I was journaling I was going to therapy I was going to the gym I was meditating I was walking I was in nature I was doing everything everyone was always telling me to do and yet here I was months removed from that and still feeling this crippling anxiety and depression and so I decided you're going to focus on a goal you're going to focus on this goal and you're going to get really serious about this idea of trying to get successful in business again, because it'd been years since I tasted any amount of success in business. I'd barely been surviving. I'd been borrowing money, you know, just to make rent, couldn't afford food. I was shopping at the cheapest place. All of my money was going into therapy and coaching and like men's groups and all of those. And, and I was just faced with, okay. You know how to build a business. You know how to be successful in corporate America. You've done it before. You need a goal. And so I made myself this goal. Here's what's really fascinating about what happened. When that goal started to come to fruition, I got really motivated. And then I was like, well, you've lost all this weight. You learned how to get healthy. Now here's what you're going to do. You're going to go become a certified personal trainer nutritionist. And so I started doing that. And the next thing you know, I was a licensed and legal certified professional trainer and nutritionist. And then I said, what can I do next? And then it, one night, my, my my like middle of the night shower moment, light bulb was Think Unbroken. And you know that was four years ago. And in that moment, I was so driven. And it wasn't called Think Unbroken exactly in that moment, but it was about me kind of putting out content and being value driven about what it was that I was doing in my life by trying to give people tools that I found helped me. So I started putting out content, started writing that blog and that was driving me. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna make this Think Unbroken thing a thing. And at the time I didn't know what the thing was, I just said I'm gonna move towards it. I'm just gonna keep going and going and going and going and going because it just made sense to me. I was called to invest my effort and energy and time to it hey unbroken nation we'll be right back to the show but i wanted to let you know that you can grab a copy of my first book think unbroken understanding and overcoming childhood trauma for free. If you go to book.thinkunbroken.com, you can download the PDF ebook version of the book and get everything that I know about the baseline of healing trauma for free, downloaded to your email right now. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to download your copy of Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma for a PDF for your phone. Again, that is book.thinkunbroken.com. Here's what I recognize. This is where I'm going with this when I didn't have goals, when I didn't have ambitions, when I didn't have things that I was moving towards depression, just overcame me. It was like every day was a struggle to get out of bed because I wasn't living for anything. I wasn't living with a purpose. I wasn't living, living driven towards anything of value. The only thing that I was doing was waking up and nonchalantly going about my life, hoping things would get better. And now over the course of really the last six, almost seven years at this point, as I've been very driven towards trying to accomplish goals in my life, the fascinating thing is while there have been these ebbs and flows with depression, I think that will always happen. I think that's a part of my, my nomenclature, for lack of a better term. I have been less depressed in the last seven years than I was for the first 30 years of my life, right? And that's really incredible to me. Because here's the truth about it. The drugs didn't work. The meditations didn't work. The walking nature didn't work. The journaling didn't work. All those things did not work for curbing my depression and anxiety. And I think it's twofold. So I'm going to tap into one thing here and we'll go deeper. One is I was moving towards something important. I believe that we have to have goals. Having that idle time in our calendars, in our days where we're not moving towards anything that's fulfilling or sustainable, anything that brings us joy and hope in our life, anything that makes us happy, even if it's a hobby. Look, I don't think you have to go and start the next business, but how can you invest your time in something that brings you joy and happiness in your life, right? Because when you're bringing joy and happiness in your life, where's room for depression and anxiety? And again, it's not to say that that won't ebb and flow because it certainly will because I've had that. And especially over the last year with dealing with you know COVID and, and, and lockdowns, like I've had these bouts of looking at, okay, well, I think I'm depressed. Get up and get at it anyway. Let's go anyway. Let's push ourselves anyway. Let's grow anyway. Let's get a new certification. Let's double down on the business. Let's create an online course. Let's coach more people. Let's like whatever, right? And the thing was like, we are going to have an ebb and flow in life. We have to keep moving forward. We have to focus on our goals. And so whereas depression might hit me for, I don't know, 12 weeks at a time, now it's more like 12 hours or four or 12 minutes. And it's really fascinating. And the reason actually today I wanted to make this this episode and talk to you about this is because I was having this moment earlier this afternoon where I was like, oh, I just don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything. I'm feeling bummed out. I didn't sleep well last night. I've just killed myself for the last eight weeks building out this amazing course, this unbelievably Unbelievably real course that is better than any trauma healing course on planet Earth. Like, I could just spent all this time doing this. And then I was like, oh man, all right, crash and burn. And that's not burnout. That was me looking at my calendar today. And here's what's really fascinating there was a gap in there, three hours, where I was like, oh, I don't have anything to do with today. Okay, hmm, what do I do with my life? What do I do with my day? And I know this may sound crazy to you, but here's the reality. And then I looked at it, I measured it, I said you know what, tomorrow your day's full. Take some time. Take a break. Here's what I always tell everyone I overwork with, if you need time, take it. Take it. Have your break. Get yourself back to center. And then I went for a walk, I hit the gym, I had a snack, I came back, and I said alright, let's go. Because you have to have the space. Now look, depression's going to come and go, anxiety is going to come and go. And for me today, like anxiety is such a different experience because I've learned so many of the modalities that help cope with it, right? Breathing, especially like the breathing modalities associated with dealing with anxiety, meditation, especially like those have become daily habits and tools of my life. There's not a day that goes by that I don't meditate and I don't do a breathing exercise because I have to have those things in order to be successful. So now What does this mean for you? Like, how do you move through depression and anxiety? I think it's twofold. One, you really have to understand what is happening in your life. Like, are you actually in this place where you're depressed? Because it's not, look, it is a chemical reaction. We understand the impacts of cortisol. We understand the way that the amygdala works and the sympathetic nervous system when we're in these places. We get that. We understand that. We can acknowledge it. The question, though, is really, are you doing life? Are you living life? Are you showing up? Are you trying the things? Are you moving forward or are you just laying in bed all day? And look, it's easy to lay in bed all day. I'm the first one. I did it for a decade. Hell, probably longer, to be honest with you. Every day, video games, junk food, cigarettes, alcohol, staying in bed all day, rinse and repeat over and over and over. I get it. I get it. So the question is, are you are you going to move through that anyway? Are you going to find a way? And it's going to take baby steps. It's going to be difficult, especially in the beginning. For me at the beginning, it was so hard just to go, just to move forward an inch because I was so intertwined with my own self, like self-loathing. I felt sorry for myself. I felt, I felt bad for myself. And it's not that there aren't these moments where I look at my life and go, man, that was really hard. It sucks that that happened to you. But what are you going to do about it? I ask my clients this all the time you are, if you are in coaching with me, if you're in a small group coaching with me, I'm going to ask you a very difficult question. And that question is, what are you going to do about it? You're depressed. What are you going to do about it? You're anxious. What are you going to do about it? You're not showing up for yourself. What are you going to do about it? Because ultimately, look, your life is on the other side of the choices that we make. And of course, again, I know people are going to message me. They're going to email me. They're going to say whatever they want to say, because they don't want to hear this part. And that's fine. It's OK. I, I I respect your opinion. But the reality is that you are faced with making decisions because you can go to the doctor to get the meds. It may be what you need. You can go on the yoga retreat. You can eat the healthy food. You can take di- sugar out of your diet. You can sleep better. You can get off the phone at eight o'clock. You can have the tea. You can build the parameters in your life. But will you? That's the thing about this life. Like, No one's going to make the choices for you. No one's going to create the change for you. And I can literally measure my anxiety and my depression to not living authentically, to not showing up, for not trying, for not living on my terms, for not going for it. I can measure that. I can literally look at the exact precise moments in time when my depression and anxiety was taking over me, taking me over, and I can look at and measure the exact times in which I was the one in control of my life because it's moving forwards and towards life with intention that creates change. So please, i want to be very clear because I know people are going to message me not hearing this message. I'm not saying depression is not real. I've dealt with it. I'm not saying anxiety is not real. I've dealt with it. I'm not saying prescription drugs don't work because for many people they do. What I am saying is that you have to ask yourself the question, am I living life? Or am I letting these things in my way live life for me? My friend, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I appreciate you so much. Do me a favor, like, subscribe, comment, share, tell a friend. And until next time, my friend, be unbroken. I'll see ya. learn, grow, heal, change, and transform our trauma into triumph. I would love to have you come and be a part of the brand new community. Just check out thinkunbrokenacademy.com or click the link in the podcast description. And I cannot wait to see you there, my friend. Again, just head over to thinkunbrokenacademy.com. And until then, be unbroken. Thank you so much for listening to Think Unbroken